Welcome to the Fantasy Hockey Hacks podcast. I think we are at episode 152, if I have my math correct, I hope. I hope. Anyway, There's just so many. <laughs> just so many. Too many episodes. Too fast. Uh, NHL Fantasy Preview for week 14, uh, week starting January 8th. I'm your host this evening, Bruce Gunther. I actually have people joining me this week. Uh, we have from wherever uh, wherever he's located right now, John Enns. Welcome, John. Howdy, howdy. Is that your basement? Is that Marky's house or where are you now? Uh, Marky's. Marky's, there you go. And also joining us tonight is Devin Davidson. Welcome, Devin. Hey, thanks for having me, Bruce. Happy to be here. Um, yeah. it, I, I'm in my basement once again, as I always am. So, <laughs> Minus the Christmas tree. Minus the Christmas tree. We did some cleanup this this weekend. Got both Christmas trees down, actually. And then you'll notice there's some new shelving back here for the kids full of Lego. So There you go. Yeah. And then I got Minecraft set up for Nathan. So that was the big thing. Um, oh, nice. We were, we were doing multiplayer Minecraft this weekend. Nathan was pretty psyched. So it was good. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I could never figure Minecraft out. I never spent that much time though either. The kids love it though. Kids love Got it. Got it on all their tablets and they spent hours. It's crazy. Building stuff and blowing stuff up. Yeah. Uh, it's actually, it's the, the number of things you can do. Like it's kind of, it's almost endless and there's always new stuff being added and it's, it's actually really interesting. Um, there's even like a coding aspect to it too. Like you can do commands and just like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of interesting. So very cool. Not really fantasy hockey related, but it's not, cool. not at all. Not at all. But we're just letting the people know that uh, we're not just robots yeah. that spit out numbers too. So exactly. more people. Exactly. All right. Let's get the show started here with John's list. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, you'll undoubtedly be familiar with John's list, his shit list of Players past and present, we throw in a commissioner, a GM, a coach, or a newsworthy topic from around the world. Looks like both Devin and John have been typing furious in here, furiously in here, so we'll, uh, we'll let John start it off. <laughs> uh, for this week's edition of the list, we have Lance Hornby, uh, I guess, slash the Toronto Sun, for just being poor. Uh, the no-name goalie comment when talking about uh, Lucas Dostal. And that game against the Leafs, the guy put up 55 saves on on the 57 shots, and uh, they have to go and make a comment saying that no name goalie almost vexes the Leafs. Be better. He's uh, <laughs> he's he's doing real good, and he was uh, rookie of the month here a few months back. And yeah, it's you just expect better out of people. Highly highly touted prospect, um, like. He's get, He's going to be the the starter for the Anaheim Ducks for the next several years. Forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it just kind of has no idea what he's talking about, honestly. And I think that's a big reason why so many people get frustrated with the Toronto media because they just live within their own little bubble and they have no idea what goes on in Anaheim because they they don't stay up late enough to watch it, right? So, yeah, I posted it. It was me and Victor Nuno were going back and forth. I said. The Leafs don't even. Leafs media doesn't even know it, but Dostal has a probably has better stats than any of the Leafs goalies this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, maybe not Martin Jones, but because um, he's been phenomenal. Yeah, true. <clears throat> but I saw yes, I yeah. saw Victor posted something on that too, and and he's right. Like, there yeah. should put, put some respect on that man's name. Yeah, that's just in poor taste, yeah. I think. Well, like you said, it's the Leafs media; they have no taste. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Ducks obviously weren't fans either because they. Uh, they commented back. His name's Lucas Dostal. He had 55 saves last night, and he was NHL Rookie of the Month in October. Be better. 
There you go. Yeah, exactly. But it's the Leafs media. We know they won't, so. No. Well, <laughs> speaking of Toronto-based media, this was the other one I was just mentioning to you guys a couple of minutes ago, and that's Sportsnet Stats, who I follow on Twitter, X, and, and they've got lots of good stuff generally. But they put one out today that was a real head-scratcher, I think, for a lot of people. It said the Maple Leafs team save percentage this season would be tops in the NHL when removing Ilya Samsonov's stats. And they've got a graphic that shows a 921 save percentage. Um, so that's just really comical. Like, I don't, I don't understand how that has anything to do with anything. How is that relevant? If you remove Ilya Samsonov's stats, who played like 15 or 16 games this season for the Leafs, uh, they'd be great. Mm. If you removed every loss for the Edmonton Oilers, we'd be undefeated this season. That's um, that's just dead. You know, if 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 a nine twenty one paper excuse me a nine twenty one save percentage makes them fifth in the league, not first. So maybe they're incorrect on even that note. But I mean, the, <laughs> the point just remains that that's just a a really dumb thing to put out there. Um, mm. You know, if Alex Ovechkin had a a fifty percent shooting percentage, he'd have a lot more goals this season. Like I can just spit out <laughs> random facts too, like that make no sense, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you said, it's the Leafs media. They're just, they're just out there, those boys. Yeah, they're yep, out there. Yep. And then, of course, the last one. I just wanted to throw it in there again. Nick Cousins have absolutely zero time for that guy. And I have a a lot of respect for Kevin Bieksa, um, given what he had to say about Nick Cousins. Loved it. Good on him for saying something. Um, I, is there anyone better on the panel than than Kevin Bieksa for Sportsnet? No, probably not. The X is the panel, basically. Yeah. That's the guy's fantastic. Yeah. All right. That does it for the list unless there's any late uh, late additions. No, no sir. late additions. No, sir. No? All right. All right. Let's move on to fantasy lock of the week. And uh I picked this one because well, I just kind of felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, actually I went into Frozen tools and went to the list of hot players, and he was the first one on the list. So I'm like, okay, I will go with that one. So I love this one, Bruce. Our, our fantasy lock of the week this week is Zach Hyman from the Edmonton Oilers. He's basically rostered 100% everywhere. And if he isn't, you should go get him right now. <laughs> if you're in that one league where he's available, if you're in that one league that's, yeah, it says Yahoo says 99%. So I don't know what league that is, but uh, if you're not rostering Hyman in that league, you should go get him right now. Yeah. So. Uh, seven points, five goals, two assists, including three power play points in three games for Hyman. He now has, uh, I think he's on pace now for 53 goals and 94 points. Uh, locked into the top line with McDavid and RNH. Do the Leaf fans, the Leaf media still consider this the worst contract in the NHL? Or Somebody did. Probably. Somebody from the, <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember. Who, that tweet actually got deleted, Bruce. Did you, were you following that whole thread? No, I wasn't. I just I see people reference it from time to time, but I never. Hilarious! The guy finally deleted it because he he was sick of taking flack. Hyman's on pace for fifty eight <laughs> goals right now. Like that's just okay. outrageous. <laughs> I know it's awesome. Not bad for a guy that's only making five point five million for the next what four years, five years. Love it. Like one of the mm-hmm. best value contracts in the league, and, and he's just a really likable guy too. Works hard. Good dude off the yeah. ice. Um, I don't think there's anyone in the league has a bad thing to say about Zach Hyman, and to see him putting up goals like this is just a lot of fun to watch. Absolutely. It's uh, someone other than McDavid and Dreisaitl scoring, right? So what's 
what is uh, I didn't even look what McDavid and Drysaddle are at for goals for this season, but Iman's ahead of them by a, I think a fair amount. Yeah, he's leading the team in goals for sure. I I don't know where McDavid and Drysaddle at right now. I haven't looked recently, but McDavid's at fourteen goals and Drysaddle. If I could spell his name correctly. Just type in Leon. There's only one Leon in the NHL. <laughs> uh, 18 goals. There you go. So, yeah. With Hyman's 25, he's definitely pulled ahead on that one. Very, very nice. And then Devin will also like our honorable mention this week, Mr. Vincent Trocek of the New York Rangers. He had nine points, two goals, seven assists, and four games. Yep. You you Not know I love Vincent Trocek. That is that is my guy. Not too shabby there either. All right, let us move on to edge work. So this is the schedule for week fourteen. This is the segment where we put in the work. Little boy, maybe I should have some water. In. Take two, <laughs> take two. Here you go, take, Bruce. Take two. Click. Uh, this is the segment where we put in the work to give you the edge in your fantasy hockey leagues. Each week, the hacks will cover the NHL schedule and waiver wire targets that guide you to victory. All right, so we're week 14. We're back with our normal routine here. Three full days, four light days. Uh, light days are 50% or fewer NHL teams in action. We've got a total of 50 games on the schedule coming up this week. Uh, full days being Tuesday with 10, Thursday with 13, and Saturday with 16. Uh, the remaining light days has Four games or less. Yes, that is correct. Uh, in terms of optimizing the schedule this week for games played, seven teams play four games next week. Boston, Dallas, Minnesota, the Rangers, Philadelphia, Toronto, and Vancouver. Of those teams, Dallas, Minnesota, the Rangers, and Philadelphia play three of their four games on off nights. So those would be uh, nice ones to get. Teams to fade this week are not the teams I have listed there, but the teams I have farther down in the list. Uh, Carolina, Columbus, and New Jersey only play two games this week. There is a, no team that plays less than two games. So we'll do a quick recap here. Monday's got four games, Tuesday 10, Wednesday 3, Thursday 13, Friday 2, Saturday 16, and Sunday 2. And that does it for the schedule. So we'll move on to our waiver wire targets. So waiver wire targets, we will focus on players that are rostered 50% or less of Yahoo or Fantrax leagues. When considering players to target, we, re we review recent performance, player deployment, upcoming schedule, and more. First one on the list is one of uh, Devin's favorites, so we'll let Devin do that. Oh, thanks, Bruce. You're a good man. No, no problem. Uh, yeah, you know what? I said this, I think, on the Wednesday show, but full credit to Alan Walsh, his agent, for pumping his tires over Twitter because I was actually, in full disclosure, not aware that Jonathan Drouin was absolutely crushing it. Uh, left wing eligible for the Colorado Avalanche, rostered in 16% of Yahoo leagues, 44% fan tracks. Three games on the schedule this week. It is tough competition with uh, two home games against Boston and Vegas and then on the road in Toronto. But he's on that top line with Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen, and he's also on power play one. He's been absolutely a fantastic story so far, um, you know, from a washed-out reclamation project to now a top-line left winger uh, with a spot on the top power play unit. Following Saturday's game against Florida, 
He's posted 13 points and six goals in his last 12 games while averaging just under 19 minutes time on ice, 439 on the power play, 80% power play share. Um, the 25% individual shooting percentage is obviously a concern, and that's going to correct at some point. But given his current deployment, um, it should ensure that Drouin continues to be productive, at least in the short term. I'm really rooting for the story. I think for a guy like Drouin, this is this is kind of the end of the line. Like if he if he doesn't make a good on the rest of this season, he may you know he may be vacationing in Russia. He may be in in Europe. Like it's hard to say, right? So, um, but he looks really good. And I think Ryan made the point on Wednesday too, Bruce. That does he really do this anywhere other than Colorado? Like I think having that chemistry with McKinnon really helps. Yeah, I don't think you, unless you're putting him next to McDavid, I don't think you're really going to, I don't think he replicates that anywhere else. Well, and, and even we've seen with guys like McDavid and Crosby in the past, it doesn't always translate, right? Like it's, there's been no, plenty of guys. Yes, you pull your had plenty of opportunity next yeah. to McDavid, didn't work out. So, yeah. yeah. And yet Pat Maroon can put up 30 goals playing with McDavid. So it was like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> who knows, right? I mean, but but yeah. Drew looked really good. He had another uh, fantastic goal last night. Looked really good. Came off the wall and in alone. I think he tied the game um, with that goal. So I'm I'm big on him. I, I grabbed him in one league. I think actually two leagues. Um, if he ends up falling off a cliff here in the in the short term, nothing gained, nothing lost. I guess, but um, we'll see. And, and well, after clicking, I don't think they're going to make any changes. They'll make changes in the lower. Lower two lines as opposed to keep changing them. For sure. But they have split them up before, but you never know. Real. If it's if it's working, why why break it up, like you said? Exactly. Exactly. All right. Next guy on the list. So well, I'll take this guy because I uh I stashed him for what six months. So <laughs> I should probably get on here because I don't like him. Uh next one on the list here is uh Max Pacioretty, Washington left winger, rostered thirty three percent in Yahoo, fifty nine in fan tracks. Washington's got three games this week, Seattle, the Rangers at home, and then on the road to Rangers as well. So he's currently playing on the third line with, uh, dear God, they put Dylan Strom on the third line? They did. Oh, God. Yeah. And uh, Hendricks Lafayette. <laughs> I guess maybe they want to get Pacioretty going, put him with, uh, with Strom, I guess. It's been a slow start for Max Pacioretty, playing third line minutes and no power play deployment for through his first two games here in Washington. 35 years old, Patches will certainly need some time to get up to game speed. So stay patient throughout his NHL career. Patchetti has averaged 3.4 shots on goals per game and has scored 30-plus goals six times. Yeah, I stashed him. I was, he was a late pickup, I think, in our Yahoo draft, and I stashed him. And I need left wingers, so I'm going to be uh, be fairly patient with him. So I've got a couple of rookies on my uh, roster right now. So if Patches get kicks back up to speed i can jettison a couple of those guys or one of those guys so one thing i i found interesting about patch ready here through three games <clears throat> five shots on goal uh which isn't earth shattering but he's got five hits through three games here which i found a little bit surprising given that he's 35 and coming off a, a pretty severe injury um but in the past he's been a guy that's good for shots and a guy that's good for hits so the deployment right now leaves a lot to be desired, but if he can keep firing the puck a ton and hitting, um, there's value there, Bruce, regardless of whether he's on the, the third, the second, or the first line. Yeah. And they may just be easing him back in, too. For I sure. Think the first couple of games, he didn't play much more than 11 minutes, which isn't great, but coming off 
tearing your Achilles for two years in a row, you don't want to blow it a third time. So yeah, no. They'll ease him in. Take it easy, for sure. Yeah. And we'll let John take the next guy. The next guy we got on here is Casey Middlestat. Uh, Buffalo, center left wing, roster 26% Yahoo, 66% fan tracks. Uh, three games this week, Seattle, Ottawa, and Vancouver. Played on that third line with Jordan Greenway and Zach Benson. Also getting uh, PP1 time as well. Um, you haven't heard much of them this year, but he's on pace for 68 points over 82 games after posting uh, 33 points in uh, 40 games to date so far this year. Um, 11 of those being goals. Um, also 11 points in his last 10 games and occupies a top spot on that power play too. So um, really... Good deployment there uh, on that power play. Uh, third line leaves a little to be desired, but with a 13.2 Tevish and 17.2-ish, the uh, 25-year-old should see a slowdown at some point, so that's just something to, to be aware of. I hope not. I just picked him up last week. <laughs> he needs to go. He was scoring. I, I dropped him for a, a team. I dropped, I dropped a teammate for him. I had Paterka and... Paterka hasn't done much here the past little while, so Middlestead has, so I swapped players. I, th- I think that's a safe bet, Bruce, for this season, for sure. Yeah, Middlestead seemed to be a little more more consistent minutes and more consistent spot in the lineup where Paterka's kind of getting bounced around everywhere with their injury issues and, and things like that. Well, and he's still power play one, even with a guy like Tage Thompson back in the mix. So yeah. th- to me, that's a good sign, playing some big minutes. I, I like it. Yeah, me too. I, I need my uh, I need my forwards to overachieve on my ESPN team to make <laughs> defense and my goal to they, They've been doing a fantastic job so far this season, but like I said last week, it's a house of cards. At some point, it's coming down. <laughs> you just never know. Not, <laughs> that one bad schedule week where they all only played two games in a week and I'm going to be hosed. <laughs> Timing's important. Uh, the schedule's important. For sure. You want to take the next guy, Devin? Absolutely, I do. Uh, I just, in fact, dropped Brian Rust for this guy yesterday. Um, You know, Brian Rust had played really well leading up to this point and then dealt with some injuries, uh, came back, and he actually hasn't been too bad. But when I looked at Ricard Raquel, who was right-wing eligible for the Pittsburgh Penguins, 38% rostered in Yahoo, 49% in Fantrax, three games on the schedule next week, Philly, Vancouver, and Carolina. He's getting first-line deployment with Jake Gensel and Sidney Crosby, which is one of the best lines in the league right now offensively. He's also getting deployment on the top power play. And over his last eight games, he's posted nine points and four goals, averaging just under 20 minutes a game, 346 power play time on ice, which is 56.4% power play share. Uh, There's really not too much to be concerned about with Ricard Raquel. Um, He's offering also nearly a hit and block per game over this most recent eight-game stretch while firing just short of three shots on goal. So lots to like about Ricard Raquel. Uh, I grabbed him, Bruce, and then he scored a goal promptly about 30 minutes nice. later. So that was that was a nice ad. I'm, I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping season long this guy's going to really help me. So Very, very nice. Especially playing with the best player in the game, as per uh, Brad Marchand saying. Yes, yeah, exactly. Sidney Crosby is still an absolute monster. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I love Sid. I always have. And for him to have, you know, sustained success 
at this point in his career, it's a lot of fun to watch. Oh yeah, and he's doing it on both sides of the puck like that. Yeah, was the uh, what game was it? The overtime game there where they played. Oh crap! I forgot the team, but like in the defensive in the defensive zone, he just basically wiped twenty seconds off so they to to hold down the win for him. It was. Or at the end of the end of the game, not over time. Yeah, I. Sid's phenomenal. I I just really hope mm. these guys can, can maybe make a push for the playoffs. Like, you'd hate to see yeah. Crosby and the Penguins miss the playoffs in two straight seasons. Yeah. Yeah, and it'd be. It's, they're going to be in tough though. It's tough. So I, oh, I agree, Bruce. I I absolutely agree. I'm just looking at the standings here right now. They are. 42. They're actually, you know what? They're only two points back, Bruce, the wildcard spot. That's not bad at all. So it, yeah. it can be done. I mean, they've got a leapfrog Tampa, Washington, and the Devils to do it. But I think the Devils are, it's doable. The, devil, the Devils are decimated. Someone yeah. posted their injury list today on Twitter or X, and it's like, holy crap. Like, and Washington, I don't know how Washington is still there. Lindgren's hurt. Kemper hasn't been great, but they're still in a playoff spot. You know what? I guess they're one, 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 or they're just out of a playoff spot. Sorry. You know what's really interesting about this too, Bruce? I'm looking at this. The wild card race in the East. There's only two teams in positions one through ten in the wild card that have a positive goal differential. Do you know who they are? <laughs> Pittsburgh and Detroit. Pittsburgh and Detroit. So Pittsburgh has a plus 12. Tampa, who's above them, has a minus 9. Washington has a minus 23. <laughs> so, and, and I bring that up because when we had Mike McLaughlin on the show, he talked all the time about how important goal differential was, and it was actually a good predictor yeah. of teams that could make the playoffs. So I don't know. If I'm looking to make like a, a bit of a futures bet right now, I'd feel pretty comfortable saying the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I just yep. uh, just to throw this totally off the rails for a moment. What happens in Tampa if they don't make the playoffs this year? Nothing. You think they just chalk it up and move on to next year, or do I, they? I think so. Aren't they kind of locked in? Like they don't have much choice, do they? I guess Stamkos is coming up, right? They got to decide what they're doing yeah. with Stamkos. Yeah. It's just looking at that. It's like it's you don't see them in a playoff spot, which is an odd spot for them right considering their success in the past years is wonder if they just chalk it up as a oh well or if they take the opportunity to make some changes i would say i would say this bruce my opinion right now today would be that if they miss the playoffs they probably don't re-sign stamkos yeah probably not and i would say that they try to move on from a player they love but he's he's getting up in age he's had some injury issues and he's going to cost a lot of money to re-sign so if they can save some money on the cap and and maybe build out some better depth, I could see that happening if they miss the playoffs. Or if they convince them to come back for a million dollars a season. Yep. I mean, well, or whatever they can, you know, reasonably get them to take. But yeah, I, I we'll see. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Next on the list is Mr. Gustav Nyquist. Left wing for Nashville, roster 27% in Yahoo, 42% in Fantrax. Three games this week, 
at home to Anaheim on the road to Dallas and back at home to the Islanders. He's playing on that top line with O'Reilly and Forsberg. Uh, Nyquist has looked great here for the Preds to date this season. He is currently on pace for 66 points. Top line, top power play deployment, 12.6 goals in his last eight games played. Yeah, he's been really good. Quiet, quietly really good. That whole line has been actually good. Yeah, agreed. And and Philip Forsberg is that's a player you expect that from. Um yeah. Ryan O'Reilly was kind of coming off a down year, but Bruce, you and I and and John, I think during the summer we we talked about Ryan O'Reilly and it, Tyler too. I think yeah. we all agreed on that player and said yeah. he's gonna play all the minutes, he's gonna get all the all the opportunity. He should be good yeah. this year. And he has been. Yeah. And then we have one honorable mention here, Mr. Jonathan Huberto for the Calgary Flames. I just, sorry, Bruce, I just wanted to say quickly, I, I was joking last episode, I think last Sunday, <laughs> I jokingly said, hey guys, he's got points in back-to-back games, you know, <coughs> make note, and now he's got five points in his last five games. I picked him up today as like a Sunday streamer, put up two assists. Yeah. Nice. Maybe he's finally turned that corner. I, that's kind of what I'm banking on, right? I, I really doubt it. I seriously doubt it, but I just, you know, you never know. It's like one of those things. I'm going to just do it to see what happens. Yeah, why not, right? What do you got to lose? You right. need a streamer spot, you would think. Yep. Why not, right? Nothing wrong with that. Even though they lost to Chicago. <laughs> woof, woof. But they had Dan Vladar in net, right? So like, and I who I picked up also as a sponsor. Still lost to Chicago. With, yeah, a, a Connor Bedardless Chicago. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. The only thing I'll say in their defense, Bruce, is they're coming off. That was the game two of a, a back-to-back. So I'm, I'm not justifying a loss to Chicago here, but it was game two of a back-to-back. So. Yeah, it's still not that. That shouldn't happen. I agree. It just shouldn't happen. All right. That does it for forwards. Let's move on to defensemen here. Oh, I'll take the first one because I promoted the hell out of this. and. <laughs> Hey, it actually did sort of somewhat work out. So uh, first defenseman here is Thomas Harley for the Dallas Stars. Roster 24% in Yahoo, 60% in fan tracks. Dallas has got three games this week. Home to Washington, on the road to Boston, and then back at home to Buffalo. He is basically playing third-pairing minutes with Joel Hanley. So as I uh, said here, going, going, gone. Uh, That will be Thomas Harley in your league this week with Heiskanen out now week to week. Harley looks like to be playing, taking over the power play one spot. Uh, he is on pace for 45 points over 82 games and nine has nine goals already this season. So Dallas did, uh, as an update, Dallas did trot out the uh, five forward power play unit. But uh, I noticed Harley did get a power play assist the other night. So he did see some time on the power play. But again, as of today, I believe they had rotated uh, Matt Duchesne into that fifth spot. So we'll... Uh, We'll see how it goes. I think he's going to see some power play time, whether it be on the first or the second unit. He'll still see some. So if you need a a fourth or a fifth defenseman, I would would go get him. Yeah, and what does he have, like nine even strength goals this year? Like he's been really good for Dallas. It's just, I think everybody was all excited this week that, okay, this guy's going to take over power play one and he's going to be that much more valuable. And he still has value, absolutely. He's going to get time on the second power play unit. It's just... The hope was power play one, and at this point, it looks like maybe not. And and I've got Matt Duchesne in a couple leagues, and that makes me quite happy to hear that he may be getting power play one time. And they might just be rotating people through too, just uh, for sure, yep. just to try different things because it sounds uh, 
Yeah, I did not like the wording of Heiskanen's injury. He's week to week, but not season ending. <laughs> like, yeah, great. So uh, playoffs, playoffs. He's on. Yeah. So if he goes on LTIR, he's not coming back till the playoffs. <laughs> well, that just gives Dallas the perfect opportunity to go out and circumvent the cap, add a big name at the yeah. deadline, and then surprise, surprise, here comes Miro Heiskanen. And as if they need to add anyone, right? Like that team's. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Maybe a goaltender. Well, no, because uh, Jake Otten is going to be back in the next couple of days, and and I really do believe he's going to be just fine. Like he had yeah. a, a bit of a rough go there, but it happens, right? Everybody has rough stretches. Look at Stuart Skinner. Yeah, he's still he's mm. still young, so he's yep. he's going to be fine. All right, who's volunteering for the next guy? I'll take this one only because I kind of said we we're scraping the bottom of the barrel, and that's really what's going on here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Damon Severson for the Columbus Blue Jackets. 2% rostered in Yahoo, 25% in fan tracks. Just two starts this week, which again, woof. If, you know, if, we're, if we're promoting players here for as a streaming option, two games is not ideal. I apologize. Uh, mm-hmm. Two games against Winnipeg and Seattle. He's playing on the top pair with Ivan Provorov and on power play too. Uh, but as a streaming option, I don't think he's awful either. 29 years old, playing on the top pairing uh, and second power play unit. Four points, two goals in his last five games. He played 23 plus minutes in three of his last five games. Great source of blocked shots as well with nearly two blocks per game. So there are some things to like about Severson. He's shown in the past, too, he can be a capable offensive defenseman. Um, was it in Jersey when Hamilton went down and that was before Luke Hughes was there? He had a really good season. Like, yeah. he can do it. And if, So if he's going to step up, it's there are worse options. And he's widely available at 2% rostered. Yeah. I didn't look. Who's running the power play in Columbus now with... Uh... With Wierenski out. Provorov. Yeah, it was Provorov. Severson's on power play too. Yeah. Yeah. And Provorov's a nice option too. Um, you know, if he's available, and he, and he should be. I haven't checked recently, but. Very, very nice. That means John gets to do the next one. <laughs> you know, it seems like every year I talk about this guy, and every year I'm like, ah, he's just like a, he's a streaming option. Um, and today we're going to be talking about Hampus Lindholm, uh, demon out of Boston roster, 48% Yahoo, 50% fan tracks. He does have four games this week, Colorado, Arizona, Vegas, and St. Louis, uh, playing on that second pairing and on that, uh, second power play as well. He is averaging nearly 24 minutes a game this season. Um, but he did play almost 30 minutes there against uh, Pittsburgh on January 4th. He's posted four points over the last four games, and he's been excellent for block shots in the last 10, averaging over two and a half uh, blocks per game. Um, and last season, he did put up some big numbers, uh, career best 53 points. So hopefully that's something he can carry over into this season. We have... Yet to see those types of numbers, but there is always the chance that it, it could happen. But he's uh, definitely getting the minutes and the uh, the power play two time there. He's only a Charlie McAvoy injury away from the top power play unit. Yep, for sure. And and that can happen, right? No problem. Yeah, it's definitely could happen. McAvoy's had injuries before, so that's uh, yeah definitely doable. I mean, and, and four games on the schedule makes a big difference too this time of year, right? So... Um, yes, I, I almost picked up Pampas Lindholm after dropping Dan Vladar, but I actually elected for the next guy, Bruce. Well, then go for it. 
Mr. Brock Faber, who we've talked about, <laughs> I think at length in past episodes. I, I know yes. Ryan's a big fan, and and it's been covered by many people. But he's still just twenty three percent rostered in Yahoo and fifty eight percent in Fantrax. Um, I was going to pull his numbers up here because I think he played just over thirty minutes the other night. Was last night? Yeah, I think he had um, yeah thirty twelve with five oh four on the power play. Five block shots, two power play points, three shots on goal, and three assists against Columbus. Nice. That is a freaking impressive stat line from a young defenseman. Um, he's playing all the minutes for, for Minnesota, and I know they're dealing with some injury issues of their own, but at 21 years old, he's got 20 points in 38 games. Um, he's playing, he's averaging almost 25 minutes a game. It's actually insane. Mm. <laughs> it is. So, and I didn't look up his numbers. I think they, I, I believe he plays three games on off nights this week, which yep. makes him uh, that much more valuable, even just as a streaming option for the week. So I picked him up. I would strongly recommend doing that as well for the upcoming week uh, and potentially longer. Could be a nice season long option too, especially when Kabrizov comes back. Well, yeah, because Zuccarello is back now. So mm-hmm. let's get some guys back, get healthy. All right, that does it for our defensemen. Let's oh, move on to gold. Sorry, Bruce. Oh. One, one last thing, too, I should mention. Yeah. Um, and I know Ryan and Evan talked about it last night on their episode. Uh, Brant Clark played for the Los Angeles Kings. I believe it was just 15 and a half minutes time on ice, so nothing earth-shattering. But he did get a minute and a half on the power play. had one shot and one hit. Um, 12% in Yahoo, 51% in fan tracks. Definitely somebody to keep an eye on. Might not most definitely might not return a ton of value early in in you know season long redraft leagues, but keep an eye on him. If he stays up, he'll he'll get more opportunity to play for sure. Yep. All right. Now we'll move on to goaltenders, and the first guy on the list is oh dear god, <laughs> John. You can talk about this guy. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> First guy we got on here is Martin Jones out of Toronto, a roster 54% Yahoo, 44% fan tracks. Uh, Toronto's got four games this week, San Jose, New York Islanders, Colorado, and Detroit. Um, Jones is supposed to an impressive 7-3-0 record with a 2.08 GAA, along with a 9.32 save percentage and two shutouts in 11 appearances for the Leafs this season. Uh, given his level of play, Jones should continue to receive a healthy share of the crease. Even when eventual starter Joseph Wall returns from injury with four games on the schedule, it's quite likely that the 33-year-old will see as many as three games this week. They're going to kill this poor guy. Oh, yeah. They might. It's very possible. (laughs) They're going to ruin some of his nice numbers. Yeah, he's not going to be 10 those. No. Colorado and Detroit may have a few things to say about that. Islanders, the Sharks, yeah, well, it's the Sharks still. They should yeah. they should easily be able to beat the Sharks, but the other three could be a little tougher. But good for Jones. But you look at his per- roster percentage at 54%, you can tell a lot of people out there really don't have a lot of Oh, absolutely. Or that number would would be higher, a lot higher. Well, and Mm. and nor nor should they, right? To be fair, like Martin Jones has been pretty suspect the past couple of seasons. But I know Sportsnet did put a stat out there that talked about how 
effective he was in the first season with a new team. And that's yeah. what's happening here with the Leafs. I think really it's Martin Jones and Joseph Wool, right? That's their wall. That's that's kind of where they're at right now. And they're gonna lean on this guy, right? And until he falls apart, probably Bruce. But he he may be just fine. Then they'll bring Sam Sonoff back up. Oh, geez. <laughs> no, I think that's more of a Jack Campbell situation, and, and we won't see him back for a while. Yeah, he's not even playing for the Marlies. Like, he's literally, like, they've got him working with, I forget, he said coaches and stuff, but he's not even getting playing time. Yeah. He needs they to break to... down his game and, and rebuild his confidence, I think. Yes, definitely. Devin, you definitely want to talk about the next guy, don't you? I absolutely do. I love Alex Lyon. We talked about him on Wednesday. He's been great for Detroit. I think he's won three of his last four games, if I remember correctly. 33% rostered in Yahoo, 35% in fan tracks. Three games this week, Edmonton, LA, and Toronto. So that is definitely going to be a tough, tough schedule. Um, you may want to pick him up and bench him this week, to be honest, against Edmonton, LA, and Toronto. I don't know like if I'll start him that much. Um, but he's been solid. A 918 save percentage, 256 goals against average through 11 contests. Billy Huso is on IR. James Reimer has been awful. He's going to see the bulk of the starts for the foreseeable future. And as I just mentioned, Detroit's a team that's going to push for a playoff spot. Positive goal differential at this point in the season. Patrick Kane looks good. Alex Brinker looks good. JT Comfort looks good. Um, you know, you've got Moritz Sider, Shane Gostisbehere, all these guys that are that are producing and playing well. So uh, I like him. And then Bruce, we've got a few honorable mentions or additional options here. I own both these guys. Uh, Peter Kochetkov for uh, Carolina. So he is, is that Yahoo and Fantrax 67 and 65? Is that how that's? Yes, sir. And then uh, Mr. Joey Decord for the Seattle Kraken, 66% in Yahoo, 58% in Fantrax. I've got both. So Kochetkov, although Ranta did look good, even though they lost in a shootout, Kochetkov has pretty much got the crease there and well, there's don't think anybody in Seattle that's going to challenge the court anytime soon for even Grubauer when he comes back. I think he'll be watching more than mm-hmm. he'll be playing. No, no chance they're giving the net back to Grubauer. No. Speaking of someone who's got the uh, got the net for a while, Mr. Mark Andre Fleury, that uh, that save <laughs> diving back across yeah. the net from the bench <laughs> that was amazing. And then he tied uh, that that wasn't even the save I was thinking of. No? Which one <laughs> no. were you thinking of? I was thinking of the glove save. I didn't see that one. I just saw you, the sprint from the bench to dive across the... You didn't see the glove save? I didn't see the glove save. Look it up. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. He's also tied Waugh for second all-time wins with 551, so he will get uh, lots of opportunity, although uh, Jesper Wallstead has, uh, is on his way to Minnesota. He was called up today. Mm-hmm. So... I think Minnesota plays four games this week, so there's a back-to-back in there. I'm guessing Wallstead will probably get at least one game this week, so that's uh, something to keep an eye out for. Uh, is that uh, is that all we had on the? That's it on there. That's that's it for today. Two goaltenders, I guess. You know, five if you want to include those three. But um, Joey Decord, I hope Bruce, for your sake and for mine, that he continues producing the way he has because. I know. I'm, yeah, like, I'm leaning on that guy heavily in our ESPN league, and uh, I'm leaning on all my goalies. Uh, yeah, but it's been impressive. <laughs> it's a cool story. And actually, before we kind of sign off here, I just want to mention. So Ryan and Evan recorded that episode that I just I got up late last night, but 
they kind of dove into the goaltender situation uh, in the NHL this league and how it was really interesting seeing guys like Kochetkov, Joey Decord, uh, Connor Ingram, just all that zero G stuff that we've talked about and, and Nate just put out there and Blake's talked about. Um, you know, it's, you're really seeing it at the forefront this year. So it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, so go give that episode a listen to because those guys talked about the World Juniors. They did a recap on that, which players sort of met expectations, which ones underperformed. Um, they talked about some stuff from around the league. And then they talked about pending UFAs and the upcoming trade deadline and kind of how that was going to play into fantasy as well. So it's a long episode. It's about an hour and 45 minutes, but go check it out on the Fantasy Hockey Hacks feed. Just came out yesterday, and then we'll have this one out for you guys tomorrow. Fantastic. John, anything to add? Nope, I got nothing. <laughs> nothing. Just, just look at that save. Look, look at the save. All right, go look at the save. All right, so that's it for the show this week. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter or X at FH Hacks. Got it right this time. And on Instagram at Fantasy Hockey Hacks. Don't forget to check out our live show, Hacks Hangout, every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Mountain Time on EdmontonSportsTalk.com and on YouTube.com slash Heavy Hockey. Enjoy the episode, everyone. Have a good evening. Bye, Felicia. Take care, guys.